What's up, everybody? It is another episode of the Robert Moore Podcast. I am your host, Robert Moore. If you want to learn more about me, if you want to buy some books, if you want to listen to some free content, if uh, you want to watch some free content, go to my website, www.morewriting.com. Hopefully, everybody's good. I'm doing good. It's a little bit hot, but I ain't complaining about no heat, especially with the way the weather has been going for us here in Northeast Ohio and all over the country. I'm good. I'm good. I'll take today. I'll take today. Like if if this was every day, I take it. So um, things are all good here. Hopefully things are good where you're at and hopefully everybody's fine. It's Labor Day weekend. Um, Everybody try and chill and relax this weekend. Have a good time. I got some yard work to do. I'm also probably going to be doing some work this weekend. So I'm celebrating Labor Day by doing labor. Um, but you'll, you'll have that sometimes. Uh, this is going to be just a little quick episode just to hit you guys something up with while you're driving to where you're going or where you're coming back from where you're going. But, uh, one of the first things I want to do is uh, shout out Darlene Burns. Uh, this episode is going to be more towards fall. I'm in fall mood, even though it's, it's kind of hot, but I'm, I'm ready to start the Halloween season. I'm ready to start. Um, all the fall stuff. I'm down with all the fall stuff starting right now, even though it's going to... We still got a month... We we have a month of summer left, but I'm ready for fall. Not the fall weather. I like the heat. Not too hot, though. But all the festivities, all the Halloween festivities, the apple cider, um, hay rides, haunted houses, scary movies, which we're going to be talking about today. Just uh, scary horror stuff, but getting back to Darlene Burns, one of the most talented writers, authors that you will ever come across, and um, she is a fantastic writer. Look her up. If you like vampire stuff, she's right up your alley. Not only, even if you don't like vampire stuff, even if at one point you got sick of vampire stuff, her story is, it has a unique twist on it. Not only that, but how she writes it is amazing. So Darlene Burns, Google her, look her up on Amazon. If you can't find it, email me, Robert at morewriting.com, and I will I can probably get you in touch with her. Um, so if if anything, if I can't I can get you in touch with purchasing her books. But if you want to talk to her, um, we can make that happen. So shout out to Darlene Burns. Um like I said, I'm, I'm here for the fall stuff, even though for a long time fall gave me anxiety and I wondered why. And then I realized that a lot of the, the down stuff in my life that happened, a lot of the disappointments all happened in the fall. And there's reasons for that. But as I get older and as I get set in my ways, I'm kind of liking fall a little bit more. And I think the seasons match up with with the stages of life you're in. And I'm not going to get too far deep into it. But I'm just thinking uh, when you're young, you you probably like spring because you're looking forward to the stuff that's coming. And then when you're you're in your 20s and your 30s, you probably like summer because the summer stuff is really for you to do. Um, going out, the dresses, how people, it just, it's just a young vibe to the summer. And even if you're older, you want to enjoy your summer, you want to reminisce on your youth, summer is a place for you. But then fall is kind of comfort, 
the you know it's for like your 40 year olds 50 year olds you're just comfortable clothes comfortable food watching comfortable things on tv it's very comfort and cozy and then winter winter is like the end i don't know if people who are in advanced stages of life i would say 80 plus one my theory is winter is bad for your body even though the air is super clean i don't know i just a lot of the people that i knew that passed for natural causes passed in the winter time so i don't i don't know if winter is really good for you but it gets dark early it's the twilight it's time to wrap up the year and if you're if you're an advanced age it, it might be time to wrap up your life i know that sounds dark and morbid but it's it just how i i put the i map the life the life map with your with the seasons that's how i gotta got say it so i'm liking fall a little bit more than i did in the past past another morbid topic <laughs> you can tell i'm ready for the fall but um are humans and not humans but the 99 percenters are are we getting set up for the slaughter you know do you see when like i don't know if it's it's this way in in real life but in the movies they line up all the cows and they're all standing single file and they disappear into the slaughterhouse and they don't come out and maybe like the 20th cow becomes woke suddenly and he's like why are we all going in and not coming out and then he realizes he puts two and two together he realizes this is not good this is not cool and that cow is out he, he is out and he is running in the city he's running somewhere just trying to get rid of get 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 away he's trying to get away because he knows that if they catch him it's a wrap for him he's gonna be on he's gonna be a chopped cheese i just i just found about about chopped cheese yesterday why don't we have chopped cheese in ohio uh, i'm a i'm plant-based so i i'd even go for an impossible chopped cheese we'll talk about chopped cheese another time but getting back to the cow so the cow is is gone he's escaped and it gets on the news like this cow smart all good for the cow and then they find the cow and they're like this cow was like wilbur from charlotte's web we're gonna keep him alive or that's at least that's what they tell us but the cows just kind of line up and they go in the building they don't come out and maybe there's a handful of cows that realize why they're not coming out and i'm looking at humanity and i'm like hey wait a minute something's not right and we all know that the 99 percenters or the regular class even the lower class we prop up the one percenters like the way we spend our money how we work um all those things in society i'm not sure i understand siri you are not my co-host um you can go to sleep don't don't interrupt me in my show anymore chill out siri i ain't gonna tell you again so the the 99 percenters we're working propping up the one percenters um kudos to them for finding a way to get into the one percent um a lot of it was handed down to them passed down to them i hope that the work i'm doing now will get my great grandkids in the one percent but we pretty much work to take care of them and for them there's there's certain problems in the world there's the there's the climate change is there enough resources there's too many people battling for limited stuff and it's gonna get worse 
um, as things become more limited, there's going to be more wars, there's going to be more fighting, there's going to be more aggression because there's X amount of people that are here with us and only so much to go around. So you're sitting in, you're the 1% and you're chilling out and you got a bunch of nice stuff and you realize that if things were spread out a little bit more even, even I'm not talking about communism. I'm not saying give, take away from, just take people's stuff and give it around, but a little bit more opportunity for the next generation to maybe come up a little bit. But if you're a part of the 1%, you might think, nah, I, I like having four basketball courts in my backyard. I like feeding my dog filet mignon. I like being able to just turn on my bath and have it sound like it's a running river. I like these things. I like my my lap of luxury. I don't want to give up even a little bit of it to make things better for everybody else. So how can you do that? It's not sustainable. This this a lot of the stuff that we're doing aren't is not sustainable. So um one you're afraid of regular people because they might figure out what you really have and how much you control and that if they come together and work together, they don't need you and they can come up on their own and they might, they might stop working to prop you up. Either that or they may kill each other off and not be able to prop you up. So you're looking at the number of people and people working for you and you can no longer trust them. It's like... It's like if you're a mob boss and your underlings, you don't really trust them anymore and you know that things for them are only going to go bad eventually. What do you do? You get rid of them. <laughs> you find a way to operate your operation without them. And I'm looking at real life and I'm like, are they getting ready to operate without us? An example is is robotic machines. You know, they they're talking about machines coming in and doing work, and we're all like, "Yo, that's that's great, that's good, technology." And I'm I'm a tech person. We're gonna have these things. We're gonna do jobs. The only problem with robots is they can only do one job, so you need a whole lot of them to really replace humans. Because humans can do a bunch of other jobs. Robots. You, uh, they can only do one job. That's until AI. AI can't, has come along, and now they are programming robots to do multiple jobs and learn new jobs. So instead of buying a million robots, you might need 10,000 robots. And they're going to learn that job, and they're going to do that job. And the slew of people you were replacing that get sick, go on maternity leave, um, have human things... They, they go away and you have these robots. You have a few humans to maintain them and program them, but the lot is now is now gone. Um, they're also making breakthroughs in medicine, but those breakthroughs aren't getting down to regular people unless it's, a, it's an emergency. And like I talked about the vaccine before, they had that technology for a while. They, for some reason, they just didn't let regular people know that they didn't have that technology until we really absolutely needed it because if the 99 percenters at this point die off you wouldn't have the one percenters being taken care of so we need to get this vaccine out to everybody there are other breakthroughs in healthcare that they got that i believe is for themselves but is not for us so as you're looking at like kind of like the how the weather is going and how society is going 
if there's like a mass kill off, the one percenters will be okay because they'll have AI, the robots, and medicine um, to help take care of themselves. That's that's my opinion. I'm just kind of seeing how things are going, how the weather's going, how tech is going. By the way, you know, in in Terminator 2, there was that robot that was liquid metal and can go through. Um, it, could, it went through the bars. It could like form, deform and then reform again. They have that. I saw the video of this premature clay mushy robot and it separated itself, went through a cage and then reformed itself. Now think about putting AI in that thing. It, it, that's some of the stuff that's coming. So there's going to be a squeeze. I feel like if there's a mass kill off where millions and millions of people die, if that happened today, we're in trouble. If that happens 20 years from now, the people at the top might be like, eh, Jarvis, clean up those bones. So that that's just my thoughts. What do you think? Um, but I, I think we might be being set up. Um, shout out to Jimmy Buffett. He passed away. I did not know much about his music. I knew some. If, if you're alive, you know some about Jimmy Buffett. I just know that older people or people, my seniors, like to chill out to his music, laugh, and have drinks. They like to have margaritas. And so shout out to Jimmy Buffett for making everybody happy in the world and making it a better place. I, I, I appreciate you for that. Um, let's let's talk about some movies. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm ready for all the Halloween movies, all the horror movies coming out. I've been ready. Um, it's one of the favorite things that I look at at this part of the year. And one of the questions that I asked everybody was, what's the best horror movie of all time? What is the horror movie that you go to? If aliens came here and they wanted to watch a good horror movie, what are you telling the aliens that they should watch? So I threw that question out to everybody. Let's look at some of the responses that people got. Some of them I liked. Some of them I loved. Uh, Joe says, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. That's interesting that he went with 4 over 1. Because I remember 1 terrifying me. And the other the other ones were kind of like um, slapstick comedy almost. I would love to see Deadpool go against Freddy Krueger in a movie. But Joe says, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I'm going with um, Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Mostly because it's based on a true story. It's not based on like Freddy Krueger killing people. But um, there are two separate stories. One was there was like a village in this country. And the villagers were having these nightmares. And they were so terrible that they were dying. And no one ever figured out why. Um, another story was there was a boy in I believe it was Mexico. And he was telling his parents that something was out to get him. And that... Um, if it got him in his dreams, he was going to die in real life. And they kind of just blew it off. And forever, he tried not to sleep. He was doing everything he could to stay up. And eventually, he fell asleep and he didn't wake up. He died. What he said was real. So there's that. But also, you watch other scary movies and you fall asleep. And because you just watch that scary movie, you might dream about that scary movie. And then you wake up and be like, oh, that was a, that was a terrible dream. Nightmare on Elm Street, you fall asleep, you have a dream about Freddy Krueger, you wake up, and you're like, oh, I'm still alive. But what if he would have got me? Would I still be here? So that's terrifying. So that's why I'm going with 
um, Nightmare on Elm Street one. That was on one of my personal lists. Uh, Letitia says Candyman. You know, I never watched the Candyman series. Uh, for some reason, it always avoided me. The new one, I really didn't watch. I was just wondering if Candyman was OJ. Like, are they one in the same? They got the same haircut. They got the same walk. So I just figured Candyman is OJ. They scare white women. Candyman and OJ. Uh, there, uh, Terrell says, right, I'm grown as blank. And I still won't say his name in the mirror three times. If Terrell is saying that it's scary, I might want to watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it this Halloween season. Marcus Cross says Halloween. That is on my list because in Halloween, it was a it was a relatable story. There was this guy, or he was a boy, um, some some issues. I don't know if it was mental or emotional issues. Killed his parents. They take him to a, a mental hospital. He breaks out. He goes to the small town, and he just wreaks havoc on this small town at night. They're looking for him. They can't find him. It's Halloween, so he's wearing a mask, so people aren't like, that's the guy. News isn't spreading as fast, and he's just murdering people through the town. So eventually, this girl fights him in this house. The doctor comes. The doctor is, is strapped, pops some lead into Michael Myers. He falls out the window. You think the movie's over. Then you go to look out the window and he is gone and at the very end of the movie you realize you're not just dealing with the regular man i don't know if if it was something wrong with him or if it was supernatural but he's gone and he's still out there somewhere and then you hear this breathing and they're showing parts of the town and that music do 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 and you just realize this guy just tore up this whole town in one night and he's still out there and in part two they don't give you like a year later Five years later. Nah, it's right back at it. Same night, let's go. We ain't having it. So that's why uh, Halloween is on my list. And it was very simple, low-budget movie. The director did the score himself. I absolutely loved it. Christine says Aliens. Now there's... I love all the Alien movies. And if you haven't watched the Alien movies, there's Aliens <laughs> in Space... And they're they're killing people, but the first eight, I think the first one was called Alien. There, it's the future. There, uh, there's a ship, and they're going to salvage something. If I can remember, they land at this planet. They're not supposed to bring biological stuff into the ship because you might contaminate the ship. This guy's looking at these eggs. He gets too close. One gets sucked onto his his uh, his mask, his face mask. They want to bring him back in for help. Ripley is like, nah, there's a rule. We don't bring um, biological stuff on. You could kill the whole ship. And they're like, this is our boy. This is our friend. Let him in. She's like, no. And they still let him in. So he's in. Uh, the thing is on his face. And then the thing is gone. It's, it's just kind of flapping on the floor. So he seems fine. And they're all eating, having a good time. And by the way, they do a good job of showing this crew is real tight. And they're, they're together. So... Think of your brother has his thing on his face and they're trying to tell you, no, you can't bring him in. Yeah, I'm bringing my brother in. So they bring him in. They're all eating, having a good time. And then he starts choking, coughing. They lay him down on the table and this thing bursts from his chest. This little little pink little thing with silver teeth. It's like, look like Paul Wall from Houston. Paul Wall from Houston 
bursts out of his chest it runs off now the behind the scenes of that part they didn't tell the other actors that this was going to happen it just happened so their reactions was real that it was awesome and then they're chasing looking after paul wall and then it's not paul wall anymore it's kevin durant it's grown it's tall it's lanky it can tear you in half and by the way the blood is acid so if you shoot it or cut it and it squirts on you you are um you're dead and it was a fantastic movie part two was ripley wakes up in the future they've recovered her they're like hey you messed up this whole mission you didn't do your job we're gonna demote you um you're trash at your job and she's telling them hey wait a minute no there's these aliens on this planet and they did all this and they're like no that's not true because people live there and then suddenly they're like hey ripley um yeah you know those people we mentioned they're not there anymore can you go to the planet and see what's going on so she has to go with these tough marines they're badasses and it seems like they're gonna be okay she's trying to tell them don't underestimate these things and yeah they underestimate the things and, and they almost died so shout out to, to aliens uh david says suspiria i heard so much about this movie i've never watched it but i hope to watch it um lewis again says halloween uh don says the shining i love the shining because it's like a slow descent into madness and the very end was crazy of that movie one of the things that always scares me about the shining was there's a part where that little boy is like red rum red rum I'm always sleep on the couch when that part would come on TV and I would wake up to that little boy red rum red rum and I can never get to my remote fast enough before Jack Nicholson shows up and, and all hell breaks loose but yeah I got I love the shining uh, Darlene who I was just talking about uh, says it's too hard for me and she needs a subcategory so next time I may do a subcategory if I re-ask this question and then uh, Tony says, yeah, this is definitely a tough choice. Um, some of the other ones for me, um, there's some that's uh, off the radar, I want to say. There's one that's called, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it, um, Pandorum. Pandorum is not only an all-time classic horror movie, it's an all-time classic movie. So you got to watch Pandorum. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, because it was so batshit crazy and I was a kid when I watched it. But, <laughs> one, it's crazy. You got this crazy family. They're out in in the middle of nowhere, which is terrifying for me. Um, some of you may live out in the middle of nowhere and say it's not that bad. But when you're not from someplace, it's, it's terrifying. But, uh, yeah, that was a crazy movie. Especially when they had Grandpa, who was dead... <laughs> And they're trying to put the hammer in her hand and in, in grandpa's hand so he could kill the teenagers crazy movie but i absolutely loved um texas chainsaw massacre um psycho was an, also another one that was crazy also based on a true story um just the ending was was horrifying to me um but i absolutely loved it I will also go with, um, shout out to Chud. Chud is one of the classic horror movies of the 1980s. The 80s had so many great classic horror movies, but you got to go with Chud. You got to go with The Howling. That's another classic one. But some of my all-time favorites, The Others, because the twists on the twists on the twists on the twists. 
you can't go wrong with the others so check out the others nicole kidman was great in it great classic movie um i also liked uh, like the house of a thousand corpses that series classic horror movies the evil dead movies classics um also check out house it's kind of like in the same genre as the evil dead but those are scary poltergeist with the creepy man that comes to your your house to try to get you to go to his cult and when you tell him no he looks at you like well why don't you want to join my cult he looks like a, a weird evil guy you got to check out that um check out check out those as well um the last house on the left that was that was kind of weird i take that off the list don't watch that one um there's what lies beneath with um not nicole kidman michelle pfeiffer and also um han solo the actor who's han solo he's in the movie his name will come to me harrison ford harrison ford should have got nominated for an act for an oscar for his performance in that movie in my opinion um but my my probably my favorite one that i'll say out of all of them is dead silence there's again a crazy twist at the end of the movie but you will love that one so those are my best horror movies of all time those were yours and those were some of mine if you want to throw some more at me hit me up on social media morewriting.com or email me robert at morewriting.com Thanks for everybody, and we will see you next week.